When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. You'll recognise instantly it is not the voice of Boyd Hilton, but it is not because he has been hanging on too long and decided that he maybe isn't the right man for the job. He absolutely is, and we will stick and be loyal to Boyd for as long as he wants to do this podcast. And only when he decides he no longer wants to do the podcast will he not be doing the podcast. And uh, in his place, we've got uh, regular Alan Alger. Hi, Josh. Uh, we've got Raja. Shay, how are Hello. you, Raja? Yeah, not too bad. Josh, yourself? Uh, tremendous, I would say. Never been better in the uh, in the life of an Arsenal fan. Uh, and we've got a debutant, Lauren. So uh, welcome. How are you? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Thanks now, for having uh, me. We'll talk about Arsenal in due course. It'll be uh, probably uh, not appropriate if we didn't, given this is a very <laughs> Arsenal-centred podcast. But, but first of all, Al, you, you were at Cheltenham last week. Uh, you had more luck than Arsenal did on Saturday, judging by your Gold Cup prediction. You yes, know? yeah. Um, I started off terribly, actually, the Tuesday and Wednesday. And by the third race of the Thursday, I hadn't had one winner. And that's 17 races into a 28-race. What, even uh, each way? Uh, well, that was, I was just about to say, that's what saved me. A few big each ways kept my uh, stakes up. Is and that then, the equivalent of like the occasional I, Champions League place, but not, uh, not winning the title? <laughs> very so good. So you had 17 very, very in good. a row. And you, 17 in a row. Amazing without, people are still uh, following you after 17 in a row. Yeah, Imagine doing something yeah. 17 times He's in a row without winning. He's had this stored up, hasn't he? <laughs> Incredible. Uh, and then, and then uh, managed to pull it all off towards the end and had a very successful week, as did the bookmakers, which is the most important thing. I was there working, not betting for myself. I were you, were you there at all? Well, I, ha- I happened to uh, to bump into Alan. I think on the Wednesday, um, I was some- on something like seventeen losers on a row in a row as well. Um, and on the Thursday, I didn't go. And the guy I spent uh, two days with, Jim uh, Jim Humberstone, a friend of ours, had yeah yeah, yeah he uh, he's a tra- he's a an owner of a horse. Yeah, and uh, I didn't back his horse, and it was forty to one winner. And so, uh, yeah, very unprofitable. That week was my for best me. winner of the week, actually. And yeah. I only realised afterwards that Jim owned it and put the conversation two and two together. I was, I think I'd have had more on it. Never mind. It's always yeah. That's always the lament of a, a winning gambler. I wish I'd had more. Did you see quite a lot? Of any any? Oh, Ray Parler. I spoke to this morning. He said he was down there. Did you bump into? I bumped. Who did I bump into from Arsenal? Jamie Redknapp. Did, who did you? Have I a bumped into with? Jamie Redknapp. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not into Jamie Redknapp. Friendly? Not ex-Arsenal. Very friendly indeed, as you'd expect from Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. The um, new the new uh, model for. Is it Burton I spotted this week? Right? I think he was so. doing yeah, Marks and Spencer a while back. You saw that? Yeah, he's a good-looking chap. You can see why. How old is he? He's tremendously well. 41. Oh, Alan him. knows because he thinks he looks like him too. Uh, and you're, no. and you're, four, you're only no. a year apart? Only a year apart. Do you ever get confused with Jamie Redknapp? <laughs> Not anymore. Right. That's disappointing. Um, two, two stone and ten years ago. Um, and and uh, Lauren, you, you backed Alan's tip for the Gold Cup like me. I did, yeah. Thanks, Alan. I did give him a shout on Twitter as well. Sizing John. Sizing John. By, by the way, I was in uh, in a box with four or five ex-Man United uh, players, or youngsters at several other clubs now, Sunderland, West Brom, clubs like that, mm. mentioning no names. Um, and uh, a couple of them were quite brazenly having £10,000 cash bets on losing horses. Um, and, current uh, not, players? Or current ex- players, yeah. Right. Ex-United, current players at other clubs um, and counting out counting out the cash you know in, in front of everyone um, quite surprised really because they you know their TV personality personality didn't suggest that they're that kind of 
sort of very flush. brazen, yeah, yeah, flush sort of characters. Oh, why but, is there uh, any cash on them? What's wrong with a card or internet transactions this day? Or? Cash betting at the festival. Just part of the process. Part of it, yeah. Okay. Even in our box last year, we had cash bank. Right, the good news is we've done four minutes of this podcast. And he's only got, <laughs> that's uh, what, it's what, it's what you intended, Josh, wasn't yeah, it? Non-Arsenal could, chat yeah. to open up with. I think this is equivalent to taking the ball to the corner at, uh, <laughs> at a very early we don't, stage We don't, we don't do that. We don't take the ball to the <laughs> yeah, corner. We don't. We probably don't manage the game particularly well. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's uh, assess what happened. And we should go to you, Lauren, first, because you were the, the one out of the four of us that, that made the trip to the Hawthorns. I hate going there. I mean, I, I went last time when, was it Cazorla missed that penalty and... Yeah, I just decided not to go this Saturday. But uh, how was the view from the away end? Um, it was much my first time to the Hawthorns. Oh. Um, and actually, I was really quite impressed with uh, the stadium. It was quite new. Um, the facilities were nice. So first impressions were great. It's going to be a great, uh, great afternoon here. And then uh, obviously got into the stand. We were surrounded by the usual riffraff that go to away games. Well, I saw a tweet earlier. The usual riffraff. <laughs> Was it a pirate you referred to? Oh, I might have, I might have done. Might Bully? Have, might have referred to him Bully to that. I don't yeah. really like to say his name because I think he gets too much airtime. Oh, right, okay. Hence why I referred to him as a smelly pirate hooker. Um, in, in terms of uh, not smells but banners, <laughs> um, what, what was the oh. banner situation around you? Because um, it, it seemed like a, uh, a banner convention, quite frankly, yeah, at the away end. Yeah, frankly, there weren't any in touching distance of me, but there were a few that rose behind me. And towards the end, um, literally as the game was finishing and people were leaving, suddenly it's arguments, little missing, like punches are being thrown. It's awful. Wow. It, this atmosphere is just horrible. It's putrid there now. At, at away games. I went to Liverpool as well. Same there. Maybe you're the problem. Stop going. <laughs> you know, we're Liverpool away, West Brom away. We're, we're going to have to have, um, you know, the away stand split in two. Yeah. Soon, that so you have a away, whilst in trust. Yes, that's not a terrible. Like, they, they should be when you apply for away tickets. <laughs> <laughs> very clearly, I like yeah. the idea that on the Arsenal website, you go, would you like to send the Arsenal oh, in or the Arsenal right. out section? Right. right, it'll be much more peaceful. Stewards, they could have a line of stewards down the middle. Yeah, I think this, is, yeah. this yeah. could be the way forward. They might need to because there's more. There's as, as you say, there's more likely to be trouble in that section of the stadium than in any other part. Depending on if we were playing, uh, you know, a London derby, anything, there's more likely yeah. to be trouble between our own fans now and, and it happened I think in the uh, the Munich home game I saw some you know some of the posts on social media and, and videos that were done showing even in the home end that banners were unveiled at the end of, after the 90 minutes and, and the huge disagreement there D- did anyone come to physical blows did you see anyone I didn't see any physical blows but I did kind of towards the end you kind of look around and you see everyone else looking around at something and then you see people pointing and shouting and kind of get me at you get me at you so I, I didn't see any actual punches thrown but I think had people been closer to each other that was definitely on the cards you see at football usually people point at each other across you know <laughs> stewards and go I'll see you outside but the problem is they are next to each other inside they can't yeah. say I'll see you outside I will, I will see you in row J K it could, it could be anything um, anyway hopefully uh, it will not be an all out civil war now let's talk about um, Alan you're obviously in, in marketing you've been at Blue Square at Skrill and now at Betway what are your views on aeroplanes being used as a, a PR mechanism for getting your message across terrible absolutely embarrassing embarrassing I think either way and for the club to actually and they say they didn't but for the club to actually get involved and fund uh, a completely different banner is, is ridiculous. Have I missed this? Which one do they fund? Well, some... <laughs> right. Yeah. Some, uh, I have not seen this. Well, someone's traced the other banner back to a company in Hong Kong which is related to the parent company of Sir Chips Keswick. So... Yeah, but how has that been They've done? come out and made a statement that they're a group. Well, they are a group, but at least one of them is related to somebody at the parent company of his main investment company in Hong Kong. So well, I've got a relative that works for Arsenal. Fan. I wouldn't have said it's a not natural. I wouldn't have said natural connection necessarily. You think mm. the club? The club have gone. Do you reckon it was the same company? I was trying to think. It that. was the same company. The same plane. It company. was the same plane company. Yeah. It Good was for the them. Same plane, but they're, they're the company. real winners here, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How much does that cost out? If you wanted to, you know, any idea? I have to, no idea. What would your prediction be? My prediction would be about twelve hundred. Okay, seven hundred fifty. What was your prediction? Seven fifty. I might. Seven fifty. I might even do a marriage proposal or something. You know, that's that's what <laughs> they should be using. That's very cheap, Rog. Seven hundred fifty quid. Seven fifty. How much did we pay for the blimp back in the day? Yeah, we used to have at the Blue Square. Roger was with me at Blue Square, and we had a huge. Well, what was it? A hot air balloon, but made into a blue square. Wow. I think that that was about 10 grand and about... Well, we, 
two grand a time to fly, wasn't well, we it? We missed a trick. We should have just done a plane yeah. saying in Blue Square we trust. We might still yeah. be around then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I think you, whatever you, side you of the debate you're on, you have to say that some of the extremes on both sides make sensible people that are not necessarily in the middle, but have got a, a reasonable view backed up by a number of clear points. It just makes us all look like we're just raving lunatics. But you were tweeting all week, weren't you, about how you were just against the concept. Are you yeah. similarly, Roger, against the, the concept of using planes in that manner? Uh, what, do you mean planes or just the whole... No, the planes. Like? Sort of specifically about the planes. Because the, the argument could be... We all knew that Arsenal fans are quite split on this issue. Mm. I, I'm not sure taking to the skies, as it were, has really... Has that, has that changed the dynamics at all? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the people that want Arsene out, I guess, are complaining about their voices not being heard and everyone's talking about it, you know. So it's a great PR stunt and, um, yeah, good luck, good luck to him. I mean, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not so... I, I agree with Alan by saying it's got to a point where it's, it makes us look silly as a group, as a whole. Um, but... You know, if you want to use a plane, it's not the first time a plane has been used for something like that. Is Being it? there at the weekend, it yeah. was quite funny though because when the other when the opposing plane came over, that's literally as we scored. <laughs> so we're all like, "Hallelujah!" Yeah, right. It was really Divine great timing. Inspiration. Should have flown. What was the general? Re- I mean, because the fans knew this was coming, right? They've been talked about yeah. all week that it was going, but not the second one. So. Yeah, that was a complete surprise. Yeah. Um, and also what did make us laugh is the fact that the second one went over about twice as many times as the first one. <laughs> like they've paid way more for their plane than the first guys. They've been, they've been really outdone, which, which did make us laugh. If you, if you were the guy at the well, plane... So Chips is quite rich. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. got all that transfer <laughs> surplus sitting well, yeah. there. I say alleged in here, the idea that Sir Chips yeah. was... I'm going for I'm, it. I'm, so I'm, Chips, I'm when I see you that. at Cheltenham, <laughs> let's go for it. Well, He's, it'll be nice if you flung a few, uh, few, few Chips uh, Sanchez's way, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, um, there was quite a lot of people clapping when that second plane came over, actually. People yeah. clapped, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't quite know what to make. I just thought, you know, it's just, we hear that football is too expensive and fans can't necessarily afford the price of football. And here we are, apparently spending 1,500 quid combined, although possibly more if Sir Chips possibly got involved. <laughs> to be fair, if, if you answer the phone and you're like, oh, it's Sir Chips, you would add a few noughts, yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah, you? You wouldn't just be like, yeah, 750 quid. See, yeah, well... You say, you see this other banner that you've got, can you do something for us? You'd be like, right, okay. You'd claim that other, they pay <laughs> two grand. But there was, uh, to be fair um, to Sir Chips, I know he does listen. Um, he doesn't miss an episode. He does not miss an episode. But um, as Lauren says, it was a, a group of fans in Hong Kong that have come out with a, a statement today to sort of clear over that it was them. But they are linked, or there is a link somewhere there. But what How do they, they decide who said, went first? Well, I have no idea. I mean, ours, the, the, um, I said ours then, as in I am with the first banner. <laughs> oh, You've given Alan. the game away. Yeah. You're, on I'm one not. hand, you're accusing you're someone. That, you're in probably, that crowdfunding page, aren't I'm you? Not, the, I'm not. I'm not. Out of the two, idea. out of the two, I hate them both, but out of the two, I'm obviously supportive of, more supportive of the first. But, um, the first one was, was booked for, uh, it was, they always said it was going to be pre kickoff, didn't they? So, um, I think obviously then they've just marked their card and said, well, You've got the rest of the game if you want to get another one up there, I'm and they did. And I'm wondering what's uh, what's what we got next week or in two weeks' time. What would be your PR stunt that you would do if you were advising Sir Chips on the on the pro side? Huh? What would be your your next move? Well, I, I, I've got no idea where we go from here because either side are both being taken over by the extremes of their argument. So if I get in a taxi tonight and start talking to the driver and say I'm an Arsenal fan. He'll want to talk to me about the extremes of the argument, like stupid people on Arsenal fan TV mouthing off and, and silly things that are going on and the banner. Whereas I'd like to have just have quite a reasonable discussion about why it, it, well, the time is here. up. Well, the time is up. Look, what, look, Lauren, you're, you're more in the camp of... Well, tell us what camp you... If you have to put yourself in one or the other. If I have to be in one, I'm massively pro-Venger. Yeah. I love and respect that man. He brings tears of joy to me. Um, well, obviously not the last few weeks, but um, in general, the last 21 years, he's the, he's the man. And um, the last few weeks, the last few months have actually really kind of made me quite sad because now I think I'm kind of moving to the side where I think maybe it is time for him to move Wow. On, they lost Nick <laughs> True today and they're about to lose Lauren Bones. The, the, <laughs> The Arsenal Nose Brigade are slowly falling in their numbers. Josh, 
No, I'm 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 very much uh, Josh. I'm still with. What do, you, what do you mean, Josh? There's nothing to uh, to to, uh, to change. I think. Um, in terms of the 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 idea that I, do you accept now he's staying as well? Just from the the way that the sort of press has played out in the last two days, it is very hard to navigate. All my this. my thought overall, and I've tweeted this a couple of times, is that if we'd have beaten Watford, which was the last day of January, if we'd have beaten them, the very next day he would have announced his extension. I'm yeah. absolutely convinced. Well, it was the 1st of February. There was a nice distance between games. And I think that that was exactly the day they were going to announce it. It would have been a, a, you know, a clear time to the end of the season, like three and three months well, in the, a week. It, it just would have fit completely with their agenda. And then that shock defeat, because you could tell there was, there was something about the way he spoke after that game as if to say more had gone wrong than just losing a game at home which could occur in any particular season especially when you're on a good run everything seemed to fall apart that night and I'm utterly convinced if we'd have beaten them we would would know exactly now that he'd been staying and I think they're waiting for that clear air of some good form again but maybe the players have got wind maybe they're not playing for him Maybe maybe it's created a real rift within the whole team and the, and the backroom staff as to, okay, we've spoiled our chance to announce this and now we've got to get into some good form and maybe some don't want to be in good form. That form might not come because, you know... I don't think it will. Because because we play we play very well when the pressure is off, as you know, and it's the same pattern every year. Um, but the pressure's very much on now uh, because the fans have created a very different kind of pressure now and perhaps some of these players are, are, are not going to respond. Um, okay, well, look, we better just go for a quick break. We'll be back very shortly. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film, and gaming news, all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And Roger, you were just talking about the players maybe not coming back in into form, and, and the accusation I think Shearer made. I don't know if you saw this, Lauren, on, on Match of the Day, which I know you said didn't really watch the highlights back, and it was a bit traumatic. I'm sure being there, never mind watching <laughs> I'm again. I'm afraid I did not watch Match of the Day. <laughs> and then I think Redknapp also made similar comments, which were basically accusing that of being a performance looking to get a manager sacked. It, it, it was it yeah, was that lacking. The heads were down. It really was quite pathetic to watch. I was I was pretty angry with the players. I'm angry with the players. I get that Arsenal's not doing his job maybe in the right way to get them to perform to the best of their ability but I think that they've got something to answer for well I think maybe there is something in Alan, Alan's point he was making there which was trying to articulate the idea that the, the announcement has been ready that the contract has potentially even been signed and it's just from a PR point of view when, when do you tell everyone and unfortunately now we are in the worst Premier League form that we have ever been under him four defeats in five which I don't think happened since Stuart Houston days in, in 1995 and it would almost be the most extraordinary time ever for any any manager in any situation to sign a new deal on the back of four defeats in five, whether you're the Arsenal manager or a you know manager of a, a team far, further down the scale. Yeah, but you've, you, you notice, um, I think you notice in the, in the press that Wenger is trying to sort of position it as a an anomaly season. You can see he's starting to make that noise of saying, well, if we don't make the Champions League, um, people may appreciate what an achievement it is to have made it for 20 years. Uh, running and what other clubs that, there is an argument there there is an argument there but I don't think well I mean I don't I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone else but my personal frustrations yeah. are not about what we've achieved in the past it's about what we can do going forward um, and I think that when um, a team of players cannot get motivated to perform at a level that is required from Arsenal Football Club or any club at that level then unfortunately the buck stops at the guy that get, gets paid X million pounds uh, a year to either recruit players that can create that cajole the fellow players you know, to, to get the morale up 
or indeed do it himself. And, you know, for me, it's lots of little, little uh, things that have got me to the point to switch from, from in Arsenal we trust to nearer the other side. It's the 70 minute substitutions. We've spoken about this many times before, uh, about the, the lack of any sort of impetus on the, on the sidelines and sort of standing there, putting his arms out and then putting them back down again, sitting there looking like he needs it's a It's always been that way. Yeah, but I think, you know, when it comes to motivation of the players, when they clearly are walking around, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, for example, for, for many a season now, uh, when he does something wrong on the pitch, you notice he has his head down and he walks around and he skulks around. He doesn't do anything. Nobody, if you watch when you're there at the game, nobody goes up to him and puts an arm around his shoulder or Wenger doesn't come up to the touchline and give any instructions. You listen to Thierry Henry talk about Pep Guardiola when he was at Barcelona and Guardiola was shouting at the great Henri to do this or to do that. And, you know, we all know that Wenger... Um, puts too much faith in some of some of his players and most of his players and I think you know just to tell them to go out there and play okay well I'm not on the training ground and perhaps he doesn't just say that but that's the impression he gives um, that needs to change it won't change the Oxley chamberlain example is interesting but he I think was as culpable as anyone for the third goal the, the corner he was the one that you know was actually unlike in the first corner where Dawson is given an absolute clear run of the penalty area. No one's even trying to block a run, never mind challenge him for a header. Oxley chamberlains the one that was, that was nearest to him for the third goal. And, and he completely slipped away. And in the post-match interview, he was asked a question about what, what could you have done better at corners? And he sort of said, head the ball away. And I was always like, I, don't, I thought it was an extraordinary kind of Would you naive comment to but kind the, of not antagonise fans that maybe already feel that they've you know like Lauren gone all the way there and just to hear that kind of you know basic comment and, and he didn't even sort of show any sort of self-awareness that he was probably the most comfortable. but Arsenal players whenever they give interviews always give basic answers because a lot you of them you think it's about Ramsey the whole time don't well, you no, they're not they're not clued up in the ways of football they're really not because they, they have a manager that isn't look I, my, my key point that I was going to make tonight is hmm. Roger's just sort of touched on it is that this guy is trying to make out that it's some kind of anom- anomaly that this season has occurred when it's been on the cards for a very, very, very long time. He's not as good a manager as people think he is. He doesn't. He's not a footballing genius by any stretch of the imagination. Because I tell you what, if I gave him 11 clones and said, right, here's Jose Mourinho, here's another 11 clones, and said, right, you've got a week with this lot, and you've got a week with this lot, and I want them to go out on the pitch, and they're going to play each other, and they're all exactly the same. They're all exactly the same. This team, the, the Jose Mourinho team, would beat the Arsene Wenger team 10 times out of 10, and would stay unbeaten, as the, the manager is in real life, with varying squads against Arsene Wenger. He's not a good manager, okay? Hang he's on. got extremely, he's he's got extremely <laughs> lucky... With players on the pitch doing the important bit of organisation, motivation and tactics for him. And all he has ever done well at Arsenal is throw the right players together in a number of seasons before it became impossible to do that. And that is my stop point. And if you're not seeing the evidence of that now and you can't see the evidence of that now, regardless of the age you are and regardless of who you've grown up with and regardless of which managers you've seen, then I can't help you because... The evidence is actually there. I don't even see how anyone can argue against it. Lauren, I'll let you come back first. <laughs> if Mourinho was given a, a, a the same 11 players was the argument Al was making, yeah. and, you know, would that be a 10 out of 10, you know, 10 wins out of 10 for Mourinho's side? I don't agree there, obviously, because I'm more, I've always been a bigger fan of Arsene Wenger than Alan has, and Alan will choose to find statistics to back up his arguments and choose to always see the wrong side of Arsene Wenger but obviously I choose to look on the brighter side I look at the facts I look I know you do but because you're always led with your head and I'm I'm more led with my heart and that's where uh, lead with my heart I don't want the guy abused from the stands and I really like him and in my the two small interactions I've ever had with him I think he's a wonderful person and I think his intelligence bit is overblown, especially by lots of people. How many languages does he speak? Gives, well, he gives, he gives good... Yeah, None okay. of my intelligence. He's the only okay. manager that they ask whatever they want in press conferences. Yes, but oh, Josh, he always gives a fun attack. Or Look, a... I don't mind all that. I don't mind all that. There's I no do not like mind him. all that. 
he's not getting eight point three million a year to give good answers about terrorist attacks. It's proportional and to the people the money. dying and David Bowie dying and all the all the fun answers he gives well, that the journalists lap up. He's there. He's paid eight point three million a year to get the best out of a team, which he doesn't actually do, and it's very clear he doesn't do that. And actually, it's becoming even clearer that even people like you might start seeing it. it well, I don't know about that. He, <laughs> well, he, there you go. Because this this absolute stubborn refusal to look at facts. There, there I are came in the podcast here. earlier this season. You're going, we're in good form at the moment. I said, well, no, it's the teams that we played. We're in good form at the moment. Yeah, but in years after a you major can't tournament, say when we, we went away to West Ham. You tell me, I haven't been proved right every time I've been on this podcast in the last four years. I, I can't remember every every occasion you've well, been on. Well, that's think, an incredible strike rate for someone that actually doesn't get much right when doing other bits that well, I'm horses. quite expert in. Well, no, but I mean, if I pick horses, I, I'd expect to get a certain number right and make an edge or a profit. But then why can't you accept one season? That? And not that we've had one season yet where we've been outside not, the top four. It's Right. The, listen, we've, we've nurtured a fan base that has suddenly... In certain sections, and I'm including yourselves in that, in certain sections have latched onto something that didn't even exist 20 years ago. Okay? Because coming forth 20 years ago didn't mean you got in the Champions League. Exactly. It didn't even exist. Okay? It's not fault if it was existing. Okay, but it's, it's a qualification for something. It's not winning something. It's not, it's not, being rewarded with anything other than finance, uh, financially. Yeah, but that's what our club's about. It's also the glory. Okay? But, but there's no, there's no the glory League. in being stuffed by I'd much prefer be playing on a Tuesday and a Wednesday than okay. a Thursday. We've, 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 we've nurtured, a, just very quickly, we've nurtured a fan base that in certain sections have voted that they'd rather be in the Champions League 10 years running than win the league twice, win the Champions League once, and in the other seven years finish outside the top four. We don't know, that's hypothetical. But I've seen, I've seen people vote and argue that vote? the 10... Where? I've seen a vote on a reasonable Arsenal site that, that's quite neutral where they said, what would you rather? Would you rather two titles, one Champions League and seven out the top four or 10 all the way through the top four? And the people well, look, are voting I'm, for 10 out the top four. And well, that is I'm what not with you that on that. What, of course, I, that I, is, I'm not with you but on that. That is, what we've, that is what we've nurtured at this club. And but why do you, you think, reap what you sow? So why do those you people that are as insane as the stupid people that are abusing him, saying he's killing the club. He's not doing that. He doesn't deserve abuse. But on the other extreme, you're as mad. You are as mad to say that it's it's some kind of well, we, Roger, if we, if we changed um, the manager, which mm-hmm. you know still could happen. I, I don't think it will. I think I think he's staying. And I'll mm-hmm. come on to something I heard this morning that, that makes me even more cemented in that opinion. Wow, were were <laughs> the um, were the manager to, to change, do you actually think there'd be a, a change? Because the philosophy of the club is purely about that ambition, yeah. which Alan hates. And, and I don't love it, mm-hmm. but I've come to accept it. The ambition from the board is, is so clearly the yeah. top four. And so that, why will it change? And, and for, for the fans that um, have so much hate for Arsene Wenger, it's very, very disappointing uh, to see that because clearly the, the main issue is the board, uh, which you've just touched on uh, there. Um, Wenger in... in, in I guess in a selfless way, uh, has taken most of that on his back. Gazidis has been very quiet recently, hasn't he? I mean, no one really comes and jumps to his rescue. Um, Having said that, um, Arsene Wenger is naive to think that uh, by telling us as the fans that, um, you know, he could have left at any time and gone to Real Madrid uh, about Barcelona because they've come calling so many times. Well, I think, you know, we all know that he would have lasted probably a year without, uh, with the record that he has at Arsenal in, in the last 10 years, he would have lasted a year and he but would have gone. There's a different mentality so, at somewhere like Barcelona. Well, but, the, but then there's no point quoting to us that I could have left to go to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Now, that's not the question that you've asked, so just sort of... Play, players would, would sort of want a bit of a, you know, respect for the loyalty they've shown when, when bigger clubs, probably bigger ways yeah, but he, come he's, they, they've come calling and he knows it's in his best interest to stay at Arsenal because he can continue You can argue it's loyalty he's, or you can argue but it's he's, 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 he's the highest, highest paid, it's not, it's not 
it's not loyalty, is it? He's, he's, get- he's a massive fan of it. I've retweeted a video earlier today, I think, of he's going, as and when I do retire, I'm going to be in the stands, I'm going to be wearing my shirt, I'm going to be buying my season ticket. PR answer. And I believe I'm every sure. word of that. PR answer. Why do you okay, think he doesn't I'm, love no, the club? No, I'm sure there, there is a, ma- there oh, is a no, magic. No, I think he does, but I'm just saying, you need to overblow that when you're in the position that he's in at the moment. I don't, I don't, I absolutely don't doubt but it. Everyone, even 10 years ago, would have said but that. He does after, get paid 8.3 after, million a year. After 11 to, or 12 to, years of the club, people were talking about, well, he has to have a roll up you know he's such an embodiment of the I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with a roll upstairs I really wouldn't but don't overblow whether he's a good manager or not because he's he's been certainly overrated in so many portions of management that it's not worth well let's not let's not forget all the things that he brought to England in terms of this is this is one of the biggest myths but anyway let let me just answer Josh's question it would have had to change and certain people were already changing it perhaps perhaps not Goodness perhaps, me. perhaps he brought it over. I, mean, I don't look, know. Any any interview that's given about this guy, every single time an ex-footballer's there, even if they're about to attack him, they say, "I must say, he's revolutionised the game in this but country." Ask, just stop. Ask ask Lee Dixon, time. Nigel Winterburn, Tony Adams, Martin Keown. He gave ask, them good advice on diet. He gave them four more years. He gave them like. four more years. So he has brought something special to to the club. A very sensible idea and, that people overlooked. Fair enough. Maybe he's just maybe he's just a dietitian then. But to answer your question, Josh, um, do I think a new manager would change things? Yeah, I do because I think the thing that we miss is um, is I guess just an angry disciplinarian with who brings a little bit of steel to our team to to let to someone to give to strike a little bit of fear into the players so that they when when training finishes at five five o'clock or probably two o'clock that they don't go off to the dressing rooms and start taking selfies that they stay out there and try and hit the crossbar whatever it is you know someone like Diego Simeone for me would be a perfect manager to come into our club because I think we the fans demand a certain brand of football now I think that's just intrinsic uh, of the club and someone like Simeone with the resources that Arsenal have got would um, would bring that steel and that mentality to the team and I think we could be a top team again Lauren, you mentioned earlier how you, you maybe possibly come to the thought that it wouldn't be the worst in you know idea where we're a new manager to come in, but it, is that more because you just can't take the this negativity yeah. around our club and it's, it's getting really too unbearable. embarrassing, whatever you side. It on. is going to games home and away. It's really quite unbearable. The the hatred people have for each other, the crap people give each other on Twitter, death threats, you know threatening people with fighting out you know come and meet me outside it's just ridiculous I just hate I hate it our club is better than that I think and Arsene Wenger is better than that but I think even if he does go at the end of the season which we now maybe think he won't do I would love to thank I would love to I love the idea of him staying within the club and having a role upstairs as we say I would Can hate ask a question him to, you, to Lauren um, yeah. with with Arsene being such an intelligent man that speaks many many languages um, do you think sometimes he um, sort of, I don't know. Do, okay, does he know that this is causing this much infighting? Does he know about that? Does he care? Does he does he know that by saying every time we lose that yes, we lacked a little bit of sharpness can no, get irritating? No there, is he? <laughs> uh, it's not bad though. <laughs> yeah, that, that that can be that can be irritating for fans. Does he does he know that by selling our top players to rivals is going to really irk uh, wait that's a completely fans. different question no but I'm just saying all I'm, I'm asking is, is he aware? He's in touch is he, is he in touch with what the fans love and yeah. what is important to the, to, to the club you know I, I remember after a, a certain um, certain number of time a certain number of years he, we started playing our best team against the likes of Spurs uh, rather than in the cup playing playing a weakened side because actually it's bloody important, yeah. You know, not to lose those games. I don't care if it's in the charity shield or in or in the women's women's game. Ten nil, get in there. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he needs to be in touch with the fans. He needs to understand that yeah. we need to we need an answer on whether he's going to stay or go because it's causing more and more. Yeah, issues. that is one thing that has irked me actually. The not knowing whether he's staying or going. Like, but I for think, an intelligent man, really for an intelligent man, he needs to show a little bit more intelligence. Yeah, I and think also in some like cases, some of the post match stuff maybe not just blame me on mental strength we weren't quite there so you know really coming out and apologising to the fans for the, the poor performances the, would the, be appreciated I think the, the not staying and not announcing it I, I think it's obviously I don't know, it's just it's just been but it can't just solely be his decision you know that is a PR exercise or a statement yeah. over the whole board so there's obviously been a, a collective thought process about when that will go and that and even if he's not totally aware with what is being said 
you know, by all the fan groups and what, what you know, there are people in the club whose job that is to, to, to make him aware or to have a group decision. So, you know, presumably it's not purely his fault. I mean, yeah, even had he come out after the Watford game, that would be a better situation than what we are in now to have at least expressed what's happening in the future. I mentioned that I heard something earlier today that was going to worry me. And what I heard, and it comes from a, a relatively good source, and it, it concerns Mesut Ozil, who, who we have been told has been unwell and injured and, and not really you know, available for recent games. And apparently it's not all quite as, uh, as it seems, and that he is fit and healthy. Well, that's unlike Arsenal, Jack Wilshire, Thomas Rosicki. And he is... Uh, he is, you know, when the when the statements came out that he was seeking assurances, that his representative was seeking assurances about what the manager was going to do, that was in the sense that he wants assurances that he is not remaining at, at the club rather than rather than the other way around. And <laughs> he's good. gone into. The, I said this to Jeff Arsenal. I said, I bet a player like him actually go- wants Arsenal out rather than. Well, so supposedly, you know, he's gone into the board in it, in it, you know, and and now it's being turned the other way that he's supposedly demanding three hundred thousand pound wages, and he said, you know, that that apparently is is not the case. Um, but that he was told, well, the manager is staying. So, you know, if that's the situation, then then he's the one that'll be off. And, I think it's and the same with has, Sanchez, by the way. I think well, Sanchez prefer, but, but Oz, prefers to go. You know, these odd injuries that Ozil's been picking up and a bit unwell and a bit this and a bit that. They've, they've, it sort of adds up that maybe, there, you know, isn't quite when there's but a they've clear played understanding under, he's they've going. They've played under good managers that know the game inside out and can prepare a team for a match and now they're playing under this guy that just throws them out on the pitch and says do what you like from why a, wouldn't they why wouldn't they want him gone we, well uh, we spoke from a PR, PR point of view before I, I just can't get my head around the idea they'll both leave I can completely see how Ozil leaves that would be terrible for morale I, I think it's almost like they'd have to keep Sanchez for the extra year and yeah. let him go for nothing the year after oh. I, just, I can't see from a PR point of view how they terrible. can both Go. No, I mean we, we you would we'll have be to just dig to your feet. In. We'll be, he's the best player in the Premier League. You know, you just have we'll to dig your feet. In. I think they'd have to take nothing the year after rather than let both of them go at the same time. Oh, so they'll take the money. Would have done it with Van Persie if we were. That be way interesting. Inclined. Be interesting to see how much the season ticket waiting list would shift by if all three things you've just said happen. What, the manager to stay. Manager to stay and Özil to go with Sanchez making noises that he's going to be gone within a year as well. Well, I think the problem is if Sanchez is still there and hasn't signed a contract, we all know what's happened. You know, we, we know Very true. that he's tried yeah. to go and the club have, have dug in and gone no and that there's an acceptance he'll leave, he'll leave for nothing. It won't be that he'll suddenly decide, oh, this is where I want to play my football in the future. Gone in, gone in the summer. But that's, you I think mean, Sanchez, that's why are you, you so it. sure? Because I think, um, I think when he looks around him, um, he is, you know, he's playing for Barcelona before where every single player is trying their nuts off. Um, he looks around him and he can see that no one, well, a, a, lar- a large proportion of the team are not trying hard enough. Uh, I think, and I think that's been evident in one or two, one or two games, especially now. He's always running back down to left back to make a tackle. You know, I mean, it's just you know, fullbacks run up at the wrong times. Jacko is picking up yellow cards whenever he feels like it. You know, it's like there's no care. All stems from one man. Um, talking about Jacko, you know, back to the game. He was probably the one. Was he the one brightish spot from the game? I thought. I thought. You know, obviously, assists with a goal. Generally, his range of passing. Lauren, was that the view at all in the awareness, or is it just all blurred into um, one negative ninety-minute period, <laughs> which you, you'd rather forget? Yeah, slightly. Although I did see one ropey tackle from him, and everyone went. <gasps> But yeah. then actually, there was He's no... He's no you, you need to be Patrick Vieira or Roy Keane at that level to be a liability in the team, to, to allow to allow a player... You'd take Patrick's two reds a season, wouldn't you? Well, exactly. Offered elsewhere, exactly. Yeah. Not, not, not Xhaka, not enough. Great little sort of Koeman-esque pass he got on him when things are going well, but... Why are we playing him at defensive midfielder? He's a, he's an offensive sort of centre sort of offensive midfielder. Not 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 the guy that wins the ball back. Can't tackle. Cannot tackle. It's not. It's clearly not quite working at the moment. But where, where do you honestly think Al we're, we're finishing at the moment? Because I know I know you're going to suggest outside the top four. Uh, it's favourite that we do. Um, it's strong what is strong favourite that we do. Uh, well. Pricing um, well, available at Betway or other. I tell I tell you what I'll do instead of uh, advertising Betway. Great firm though they are. I'll give you um, something that's come through from a lot of the the analytical models, which we sort of base our prices on. This one's gone a bit too far. It says we've only got a 13% chance of being in the top four. 13? I saw something in the One, Times three, suggesting what? something similar. Yeah. So um, 
That's that's a very similar model. Eight to one. We we wouldn't price it as eight to good good maths, Josh. I like Thank that. I like that. It knows his percentages. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. But it's it won't be far off around seven to two. You know, hundred thirty something like that at the moment. I think so a it's big bit, outsider. I think a little bit it's a big shorter. outsider. I think a little bit shorter. Probably uh, wasn't top four. Wasn't the worst thing that Liverpool drew the cane, that game the yesterday. Cane, yeah. The cane injury obviously uh, shortened and our United price. United have got more European games to come. Very I mean, true. There's the glimmer's there. We just, unfortunately, are going to have to win games that we don't expect to win at the moment, which is City at home, probably United at home. And avoid the next defeat three after that, the, the three between the two City games, you got, we got, obviously we've got City at home, and then City in the FA Cup semi-final. The three between that look winnable. I think it's West Ham at home. Borough at home. Borough away. Borough away, sorry. And then is there... Um, Leicester at home, don't we? Is there, oh, yeah, a, that's on the Thursday. They've, no, they've moved that to... Wednesday the 26th, yeah. I think. So, um, from what I saw, I thought, I thought... I actually thought to myself, look, we'll get three wins there. We will get three wins, um, regardless of the way... Have you got... Because you, you obviously ran into Have you gone all the way through to the end of the season and tried to work out where you think everyone's... Yeah, I, just, I, I honestly think that, that it, it's probably going to be fifth. Yeah. I, I mean, everything sensible tells you that it will be, because... That uplift in those games where you know we're we're a big price, anything where we're sort of bigger than four to six, we we have struggled this season. I think it's one win in one win in something six, like twelve when one win in twelve when we've been uh, four to that, six big, be. that four to, uh, bigger than four to six. Which, which is which is, I mean, the the as I, as I tried to point out when when I gave that stat, people just saying, "Well, the odds are wrong." Then, well, no, they're not because they come from such. A, a fine analytical model. They can be wrong once or twice in the sample size, but in a sample size of twelve, we should be winning more than we should. How many games should we win? I mean, out of that, we should win four at least, shouldn't we? And we've won one. So yeah, it's poor. Look, where do you think? Like, do you think there's still hope? I mean, because were we to go on a a decent run of form, and I have been studying the table. What have we got left? Ten or eleven <laughs> games? Ten. Ten. Do you remember? Ten. Yeah, th- we played twenty-eight. So probably go we? seven. We probably need like eight. Eight wins, something like that. I kind of but think. We, you know, we're pushing I'm to get. Not sure we're, we're not going to get eight, Josh. No, no I agree. I agree at the moment. We've got two games in hand at Liverpool. That's nice to see, and we've know, we've got to three. get some points at Tottenham. Why 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 did we move to the Emirates? Move to the Emirates so we can compete more with the likes of compete with the likes of Barcelona and Bayern, and Bayern Munich. Mm, to make more money. It probably summarises. Well, that's, that's not that's not good for me. You know, I agree, but that's what that's what it is. But what you know, what 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 we have always been told is that we can compete at the highest level. Now we push to get into that top four, and then we get there and get absolutely humiliated year year on year. That's not fun. You know, no no one enjoys that. No one forget. No one remembers the year that Chelsea, before they won the title, finished tenth and weren't in the Champions League. No one remembers when Man United weren't in the Champions League. We but just get there. At Chelsea, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can afford to just go. Okay, that didn't work. We're owned by someone who doesn't really care about the financial side of this, so we will just, you know, make but changes, that, buy a few players. You know, it's complete, and I, that's why because I don't think it will got, change. We've I got think that we, we money could get well. a new Josh, manager. Josh, Fine, we're, we're not, not spending it. We're not spending money. it. Fine, but we're, but we're not a far off having that as a surplus if something like the uh, that something untoward happens. This just maintaining the status quo is the problem. It might be in the bank, but if you're spending it, it doesn't matter. That's why it's just different mentality. You have to accept Abramovich and Kronke have got different mentalities on how to run football so clubs. Different. Totally, totally. Fine. But I'm happy there's to not fail. much difference in the fact that, as Raja says, we've got the best facilities and we do actually spend a good amount of money. Yeah. We, we've, you know, the league was won last season by a, a team with uh, like an eighth of our uh, budget. And then... Tottenham are going to finish by this. So we'll, with, we'll with allow an anomaly for Leicester, but not one for Wenger. This year. <laughs> well, I'm just bored, Josh. Josh, I'm just bored. I know I'm you bored, are. I'm bored of <laughs> predicting exactly what happens every season, and that's all. You know, we just need a little bit of variation. I'm happy to fail. Well, I'm not happy to fail, but I'm, I'm happy to fail in a different way. Not the, not to sit there and call it. Not to sit there against West Brom and think, actually, these lads are massive. They're going to press up on us every time there's a corner or a free kick. And bosh, there you go. Another header in the back of the net. I, you know, let's let's just be a bit a bit more um, unpredictable. I think it's February that does it for me every year. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know exactly when. But yeah, exactly. In, in a way, that's it's a good thing because I start thing. I start having seven to one, eight to one bets away from uh, at home on these small teams and thirty three to one. <laughs> bets on the away teams and you start making a little bit of money because you know exactly when we're going to lose well look um, we, we've still got 10 games there is there is still some big I mean it's not impossible we'll get in the top four it's not impossible we can beat Man City on a one-off game and find ourselves you know at, in an FA Cup final there, there's still glimmers but it just feels horrible with this sense of negativity 
we assume there's a decision coming either way, and we assume it's to stay, and, and that will be done. When, when do you feel that will be done? And what it's do you think, so Laurie? interesting the way they the way they because what do you slip it in in the international week? Do we wait for England to beat Germany in the slightly more positive <laughs> feeling? Like, what, what 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 quite? When do we do it now? There's no point waiting for us to not be no Man idea. City. I've no idea. We've got, yeah. April Fools, just to like try. <laughs> Maybe that's Saturday. the idea. They're going to do it April the it first, is, and then is. they'll just let it be free for all. See, the what, the re- see what the reaction is, and then go. No, any kidding. <laughs> They've got to get it's out of jail free if they put it out. That's not. That's not a bad shout, is it? That's okay. not a bad shout. I, I mean, I'd, I'd go very, very quickly back to Roger's point earlier. I, is is Arsenal where? I don't know. I I, I think. Well, he's referred. Know, people been outside, questions about the demonstration. People outside the care. club. He we'll disregards see, he us. He says he wants to make everyone happy. He no, disregards but us. But he talks down to a certain extent, and I think that's because, and I'm, I'm actually giving him an excuse here, I think that's because what he sees are the extremes. And if he sees those idiots that rush towards the bench and give him abuse, or sees a bit of Arsenal fan TV, or someone mentioned that to him. Do you reckon him, he's ever seen Arsenal fan TV? I think he has. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, look. Who do you he's, think, he's away Who do you think a, his favourite is on there? Gary lo- Neville. He's Ty. Lo- <laughs> it's got to be Ty. He's locked away in a hotel room, blooming. Who's you know. locked away in a hotel room? Well, on away trips, he'd be in a hotel room Why for two hours with an iPad. And, well, you know what I mean? That, he it's, he gets a lot of cage. time alone, doesn't he? He's not, even, he's not even married at home. There's no one shouting at him to do stuff, take the bins out or something, is he? He, he can, he's, he's, there, he's got internet access, we know this. He knows where YouTube is. He knows about Arsenal Fan TV. His curiosity would have got the better of him. He's definitely, watched, he's definitely watched at least one video. But I think the problem with that is that he doesn't realise there's someone sensible like me just saying, do you know what, mate? I just don't think you're a very good manager. And, I, and I'm not going to abuse you, and I think you're a great person, but I just don't think you're very good. Would he debate me on it? I think he would just apologise for not making you happy and his ambition is to make every, feel Ars- bad then, Josh. every Arsenal fan happy and he feels, you know, sorry when he's unable to do that. But that's the answer to make me feel bad rather than answer Good. my question. You're ungrateful, sod. Josh, what do you I'm think not of, ungrateful. What do you think of, um, there's been much made about his body language and how he how he looks in the last few um, last few public sort of interviews. Have you got a view on that? Well, I think I think he's been clearly down, but then the way he sort of sat there after the West Brom game made me even more sure he's staying. You know, he, he sort of he, he and also what was it after the there was one game he is really bullish and I think after the Bayern you know defeat, he, he was quite bullish in his next press conference. He said, so "Look, the first it half wasn't was a five one. Yeah, he said, it was. You know, tremendous. The referees ruined the game. He's been quite bullish with it and actually sticking up for him. You know, if he is going to stay, he has to stick up for himself. He can't. He can't. And the thing is, he's always defending the players and probably too much. And he's defending the board and he's and there's too much defending apart from on our pitch at corners <laughs> going on at the whole club. It's just you know, it's the only defence he can organise is of himself. The defence is well, it's more of the players. The I club. think you know, he's he's never you know he's not." Digging out the players and the and, you know, and the board are hidden and there's too much like that and it's too much. Like he that. should he should stop louding the performances in the second legs of games when we're already five nil down, five one, and and it's always well whatever five nil six nil seven nil whatever it is. It's never been name, seven nil. Name, name your score for next season <laughs> against Barcelona, but actually we've got to make Won't it first. Be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they're they're going to be in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, look, we, we are we are coming to a conclusion, but we our next pod is actually going to be the live podcast which we're doing on the 6th of April which we're doing uh, for the Centrepoint charity which is Gareth Park who occasionally comes to the podcast we're doing it for him um, and Perry Groves is going to join us it's going to be held at the um, at, well Play With The Legends offices actually at, down in Camden um, it's going to be £10 and the, the links to go and buy tickets of which there'll only be about 40 available will be online um, as soon as Gareth Parker has uh, has done that so uh, hopefully later tonight so please do keep an eye out um, on social media but it does mean we've got a couple of games to predict because we uh, we, we might be two weeks away but we've got uh, Man City and West Ham so Al are you uh, six points out of six I assume after this positivity of the last 45 minutes I couldn't really call the Man City game uh, I'm I, a lot could happen between now and then, couldn't it, really? I mean, there could be an announcement. There could be no announcement. What would you price up? Saying, announcement, no announcement. Between now and kickoff of the City game. Um, yes. Just because he says you will know soon, I'd make that an ever so slight favourite. But I God, I really wouldn't know. It's it's what we would call in four the business. To seven, four to seven announcement before the City game. Four to seven. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you the four to seven because I just don't think You think there will be an announcement? Yeah, I don't think it can in the next, any In the next two weeks. But yeah. as you said, it's going to be off the back of, of you know, ridiculous... Uh, 
the, yeah. of ridiculous form. So go on, Look, one or um, two predictions. City, City, we could easily get a draw if, if nothing really changed between now and then. I don't think they're great shakes at, uh, at the back and I think that we could have a, a, a reasonably good day. West Ham, obviously I am linked to them in the fact that um, you know, I work for their sponsors and I've probably seen them more than Arsenal this season. We will comfortably, comfortably beat West Ham even if the players are not mm. on even a tenth of their game. That's the official view of Betway that West Ham will get uh, heavily beaten by Arsenal. Roger, what is it the two games, City and City and West Ham? I think we take four out of the six. Okay, do you think we need to take we need to take six though, don't we? We're gonna be in the in the Champions League. Or maybe not, maybe we'll get away with it. Um Lauren, what do you think? Where do um, you sit where do you sit in the uh, in the stadium? I am North Bank upper ninety nine row nine. That's very easy to remember. Nine nine nine. Yep. The, uh, You've just advertised everybody to come and visit you. Come and your say seat. hi. <laughs> no, no seat number. You'd be scanning the row. Yeah, um, I won't give I'm that away. Sure. Um, is it? Have you been that season ticket? Is it? Yes, I've had that season ticket for three seasons now. Were you, were you on the waiting list for a while? I was seven years. I think it was. So pretty much since the start of. The Emirates or just before? Yeah, it was right. around then. I actually got um, put my mother and I on the waiting list for Mother's Day one year because I'm a golden child. Yeah. And so does, does she come with you? Yes, I go with my mum, yeah. Apart from the greatest game of this Apart season. Apart from when I took Alan to Arsenal-Chelsea and that was the best game we've performed all season. Came out, said... Well, the two of you so should go together them. more often. Alan should come again. <laughs> we did say that, didn't we? We did. All right, yeah. Yeah. What actually, are your predictions for the two games? Oh, actually, Alan, oh no, I'm sure you'll be with your, your box of Betway, but I've got a spare for West Ham. <laughs> Do you know How what? much is the Arsenal win worth to you? Do you know what? <laughs> we have got a box that night as part of our sponsorship, but we're also sponsoring Aintree Races that week, and I'll be making my way to Liverpool and listening to it on oh. radio, internet, or whatever. Yeah. No, I think, I think we've I got a good chance against then. City. Show my um, as you say, they're, if, uh, if their defence does, the, uh, does the business for us. Um, but yeah, and then West Ham, we should really wallop, wallop them. So I'm, I'm going to be positive injuries. and go for six points here. The, the reason I said the West Ham fight back. was not to insult West Ham, but they've got three key injuries that were announced today and they've already got shocking injuries over Too late, all over they've the dropped pitch. the sponsorship. Yeah, we, we've uh, <laughs> dropped the sponsorship. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we will... Uh, yeah, we'll, I think we'll get a point. I agree with Raj. I think we'll yeah. get a point Point home City, like one all, and then maybe maybe 2-0 against West Ham. That was probably the away game, was probably the best performance of the season, the West Ham away. That was the most enjoyable oh, wow, away yeah. experience I've had this season. Anyway. They definitely played into our hands that day. They did, right. As I thought they would. 49, uh, a great number in Arsenal's history. Yeah, we've done 49 <laughs> minutes today. Uh, probably slightly less enjoyable. Incredible, really. This is the, the, the first time in Arsenal's history we've lost four. In the 50th, the 50th minute five. is the Rooney dive. Um, yes. That's how bad. Yes, that's where we're going. <laughs> we, we better stop before we get to 50. Uh, but huge thank you to, to Roger, to Alan, to Lauren for making a debut on the, on the podcast today. And please do join us if you can on the 6th of April. Um, and please just keep an eye out for the links about coming to that event to raise some money for Centrepoint. Have a great week and uh, we'll see you next time. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.